Welcome back, everybody, to the Friday crew here on WRSU FM. We just talked about locks of the week, gave our daily betting advice, whether you want to take us seriously or not. It was some good picks this afternoon. Um, right now, we're going to head into our second segment. Listen, myself, Dylan McCoy, and Jake, we're all Giants fans here. David, I don't know what you're a fan of. What team are you a fan of? Dude, honestly, like, I can't say I'm, like, a Giants or a Jets fan. I really just started watching football, like, not like growing up being a fan of a team, so I don't have like an answer. Uh, like, I just like football. You should right. pick the Giants. I, I should. He, nah, right now, he this is, is a good time. This he is, is a great that. Time. This is. A he good is time. that picture of Rob Lowe wearing the hat where it had the NFL shield. I mean, sure, that is, that is David. <laughs> if you want to say that, sure. This no, is David. this is your time. This David, is a great to time to hop on. Though. This is D- perfect David. Time. It is a great time to pick neither New York. City team and go just straight on the Buffalo bandwagon. No, no, don't listen nah. to him. Don't listen to him. You can't. No, be a Buffalo no, fan. no. You can't. No, be a come back Buffalo. to the Giants. Come York. back to the Giants Buffalo's in not three in years. It's like Canada. This is a, no. This is the perfect time to join the Giants Dude, bandwagon because no one will. No one will accuse you of being a bandwagon fan. Yeah, no. Like, nobody will. Yeah, no, I won't. And you'll be on the. I wouldn't blame. My you. dad's a Giants fan. Yeah, then you should definitely be a Giants fan. Then I, I wouldn't blame you for um, not wanting to be a Giants fan all this time. To be honest, and that, now I don't know about. I don't know about your dad, David, but this is the happiest I've been as a Giants fan, like today in probably the last like four years. Like that's uh, and it's sad I, because it's just the GM hiring. Nothing really has happened. Like he hasn't made any moves yet either. That that that's how sad it's been. So this is a good time to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, well, not even a bandwagon, just the t- time to jump on the Giants train. Um, but we'll start there. Bills assistant GM, formerly uh, Bills assistant GM Joe Shane, was hired today by the Giants to become the new GM. Uh, of the New York Giants and guys, I mean, Dylan, I'm sure, I'm sure you and I and Jake know more about him than maybe David. But this is this is a good signing and a good step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at Buffalo, you know what they were three years ago, four years ago. They kind of resembled the Giants, a team with no direction, a team with not a lot of uh, salary cap room. I think the Giants have the lowest salary cap in the NFL right now. It's it's um, around there. Yeah, like they literally have like fourteen thousand dollars of recap it's really bad but um yeah you know he he has you know been part of a model that you know has turned into one of the best teams in the nfl i mean buffalo you know uh, obviously he was part of drafting josh allen which at the time was seen as a major risk and you know now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl and you know just building that team up uh, and i think he's going to do the same with new york you know i think the biggest thing is um you know, as much as people love the mares and the tishes, uh, the two owning families of the Giants, you know, they have kind of conceded that, you know, they were inv- they were very involved uh, with, you know, the team's operations while Dave Gettleman was general manager. And they've kind of announced that they're going to, you know, let their general manager have full reign, uh, which is, I think, what we need. You know, we need a guy who is going to, you know, we need a, a smart football mind who's going to craft the team, you know, in his image, not are owning families, you know, taking over. I'm very excited to see who his head coach is going to be. I, in my heart of hearts, I think if it's Brian Flores, we win the Super Bowl in five years, but <laughs> that's just me. Five? I I think Brian Flores is a fantastic coach. I have no understanding why he was fired. Yeah, I would do, love to see does anybody here know the answer to that? Like, because I was thinking maybe there's some locker room thing that happened that we didn't see or whatever, but, like, I've heard nothing. There's no official news um, regarding that. The one thing I have been seeing is that, um, especially now, I've been hearing rumors that Deshaun Watson would be open to the Giants if Brian Flores was hired. My thinking is 
Brian Flores wanted the Dolphins to trade for Watson. Ownership didn't want to trade for Watson. And I'm sure, and I'm, this is just an assumption, it maybe came down to just Brian Flores going, hey, listen, I don't want to work with Tua. If you guys aren't going to get me Watson, I don't want to coach here. And ownership made that decision and said, okay, well, we want to go forward with Tua, right? And then, you know, we'll fire you. Because it doesn't make any sense to fire him. He was their mo- one of their more successful coaches over the years. Um, you know, almost if, brought him If that's actually the case, then I don't know if that's true. But if that's actually the case, I, I don't want him in New York that, anymore. That sounds so I didn't know cool. that. Because I've been seeing I didn't stuff know that, online, Dill, but... just saying that Deshaun Watson would be open to joining the Giants if they hired Brian Flores. I, and the Dolphins I, I do were the only Deshaun Watson. And the Dolphins I were the only team Deshaun that were Watson. really on Deshaun Watson all year, uh, willing to trade, and nothing really happened with that. Um, I would be honestly, Dill, if everything the background stuff checks out with him, and I don't listen. I I'm I don't know the law. I I do I not, I do not think it will. It's not going to check do... out. It's not checking. All out. I'm going to say there... is if somehow, some way, it does, and we get Deshaun Watson, dude. That would be awesome. For a football standpoint. I mean, from a football standpoint, absolutely. You know, he's a super talented He's a top five quarterback. A, well, wait, I would agree. Dylan, why would you not want him? Do you think he's a little too old? Would you want someone like super young? He's not even old. Well, I I just mean that like I, you know, and we obviously don't have to go into it, but I believe. Uh, like he won't be allowed like to play next year? Ac- no, uh, he, he's, I just believe that accusations yeah. against him and yeah. that he might be in yeah. prison. Yeah, so, I agree. I so agree. then he definitely won't be able to play next year. Well, that's why I'm yeah, saying it checks out somehow. What? Yeah. So yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah and I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know. It's a very interesting situation with the quarterback room because, you know, Daniel Jones is going into his last year of his rookie deal. Uh, you know, the jury is still out because he didn't really get a chance to play for his job this season. He was injured. Yeah, that neck injury. I think he missed the last six weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, he, well, you know, he's got – this is going to be what his third head coach, which, you know, for a young quarterback, you know, you really need stability third head uh, coach and fourth play caller. It's not, yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah. And one of them was Jason. I mean, you can't get a worse play caller than Jason Garrett. So, you know, no, uh, maybe no more, maybe no more screen passes or draws on third and 11. So that, that'll be nice. Yeah. Well, listen, I, that, I, listen, Deshaun Watson. I think we all can agree he's one of the greatest. He's one of the great quarterbacks in the league when he plays. If he's on the field, if he's on the field, yeah. the thing is, I'm Absolutely. not sure if this stuff will clear up. I doubt it will. But if it somehow does, and Joe Shane makes a trade for him somehow, some way, gets Flores in the system, I'm all for it. Now that's just that is something that I I thought of. McCoy. Very hypothetical, right? Very hypothetical. This is something I just thought of. I kind of tried putting some pieces together with the Flores situation because. He was. It seemed like the Dolphins weren't willing to trade for him. He wanted him, and now with you know Deshaun Watson saying he would play for the Giants if they hired Flores, it kind of tells me that he wanted to play with Flores. Um, I don't know. That, that's the only thing I could come up with because again, it's, Flores was it's a possible. Coach. Who is the Who is the other candidate? His name's Brian Dabol. Where, Brian where, Dabble. What is his background? He's the Bills. Yeah, what is Bills? The Bills offensive yeah. coordinator. Ooh, yeah, I, want I would him. also be I want fine him. with hiring yeah. him. I want him. Yeah, yeah isn't I? I'm I, hearing that he's the guy responsible for turning Josh Allen from being just a great running back to being also a great quarterback. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, I'm sure. He is. I saw a tweet today, I think, from Jordan Rannon, and it said if they wanted uh, Daniel Jones to be a poor man's Josh Allen, then uh, then Dabble was the pick. But if they wanted like uh. uh if they wanted a guy who knew how to win without a star quarterback, it was Brian Flores. Uh, I mean, I think either choice will be, you know, pretty good. I think the Giants are in, you know, for the first time in a while, I can say that they're in, you know, heading in the right direction. And, you know, they also have two 
top ten, two top eight picks yeah. in the draft in two months. So I'm very excited for that as well. Hopefully the Giants somehow manage to get Evan Neal. I don't think it's going to happen. I, 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 don't, I board, doubt it, dude. I I want him though. I don't want to burst I want, anybody's bubble. You know. Well, it sounds like you are about but to. We, about it sounds, but yeah, I feel like that's, that's I, I feel like said this is a broken record at this point. Every two years, we Giants fans start saying. Are we heading in the right direction? We need a new coaching hire. It looks good. You know, new it's, GM. It's different. It's different. It's so different. It's so different. Is it? It's so different. McCoy, you brought it, this up it, when you brought in the, when you brought so it in. It's so different. We're looking outside of the organization for the first time in God knows how long, and we're looking at successful organizations that know how to win, know how to put up 30 points in a football game. And they're hiring people that have done well in the draft, and they're able to draft later picks, like late-round picks, and keep them as starters. I'm looking right now, the Bills in their 2017 draft, first round, Tredavious White, 27th overall. He's one Beast. of the best corners in the NFL. Thir- uh, sec- late second-round pick, Deion Dawkins, they drafted him as a guard. He's their starting left tackle. And then in the fifth round, Matt Milano, a oh, linebacker, beast. he's their starting linebacker, and he's their best line, one of their best, better linebackers on the team. That's one year's worth of a draft. And then they make the trade. I think it was Sammy Watkins and a and their starting left tackle at the time to get to trade up to get Josh Allen, draft him, and then they get Tremaine Edmonds later in the first round. Like they've done a lot with. The, I'm just saying, like this is so different because Dave Gettleman was a in-house hire. And if you look at the the candidates they had that year, in terms of GM interviews, there were like nobody good. I think Lewis Riddick, who was an ESPN analyst at the time and had some history with like the Eagles personnel room back like years ago, were interviewing guys that are assistant GMs to some of the more successful organizations that have been relevant for the past four or five years. Like it, the the final three, I think it came down to in the interview was Joe Shane assistant GM for the Bills since 2017. Adam Peters, the assistant GM of the 49ers for years now, and they've built a great team over there. And then they were interviewing Ryan Poles, I think his name was. Um, He's like the director of personnel for the Chiefs. And he was like a scout. So all these people have backgrounds of scouting good talent as of late, and they're accustomed to new ways of football. Like Dave Gettleman, the problem with him was he was so worked up with the old school way of thinking of football. Like they didn't hog, get, the hog mollies, the hog mollies, <laughs> and they didn't use analytics as much as teams do, and they kind of caught on to that a little late. I think all of these guys that the Giants interviewed use all of that, and that's why they've been so successful. I think it's a great hire. What QB sneak on third and nine? Is it using <laughs> analytics? Yeah, I'll, I don't think so. I'll. I mean, start to believe I, I, this. I just think I think the biggest thing is that the is that the ownership is not like it. It didn't like have a. Not that they didn't have a huge part in like the team before. They had like a big part in like player personnel decisions. Yes. And I think they're kind of stepping back. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I know Joe Judge said this so many times, but it really does feel like now that he's gone and you know, now that Gettleman's gone, the culture will actually it'll actually be a winning culture. Like actually this time. And also that they didn't hire from within, right? Like Giants that's what fans I mean. would have been yeah. so mad. If that's they what did. I mean. This is so, this is a guy from at, the Bills. That's first, like the most important thing. At, Huge. So when the when the GM search started, the original top candidate was Kevin Abrams, who was yeah. People were. Mad. I, I don't the know what his role was. In the assistant to Dave Gettleman. That was his role. He was the assistant. GM. Assistant GM. Yeah. If yeah. he got hired, there would have been riots in the street. They didn't even interview him. Uh, they didn't even interview him. Great. That's good. That's a they good. Knew. Well, they knew. Well, you know, it takes, you know, um, the. 
the Giants have lately been addicted to losing, and and when you're addicted <laughs> to something, the the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Those uh, facts. And I think I think that the ownership admitted that they have a problem, and the problem is that they don't know what makes a winning football team in 2021. And they said we're gonna hire someone who knows what that is, and Joe Shane, I believe, is that person. So, you know, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm going to support the head coach, whoever it is, unless it's Dan Quinn. Yes. And I'm going to immediately. If it's, if it's I'm Dan gonna, Quinn, I'm done. I don't think it's going to be. I mean, it he hasn't be. been talked about. It won't But be. if it is, then I'm just going to say that he's going to be awful. Here. Uh, because of. I'm just going to. I'm going to bring up some other picks that Joe Shane. Now, listen, he's not the GM, but he is the assistant GM. He's in the room. You know, I'm sure he has now, some credibility wanna, for this. If you want to talk about draft picks, talk about the Giants' last four years of draft picks. How many players are still starting? Right, on the team. this it's is a very that, low number. It's very low number, and some of them that are starting might even be cut by Joe Shane in the future. Like that won't even stick around. But no, like yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking McCoy in the 2018 draft. That was the Josh Allen draft. He also got Tremaine Edmonds later in the rounds. But dude, the thing that stands out to me, fifth round pick Wyatt Teller. Do you know who that is, McCoy? Wyatt Teller, the offensive guard on the Browns? Uh, yes, I do know he's, who that is. He's the highest-paid guard in the league. It. And yes, they drafted him in the fifth round. he's the highest-paid guard in the league. Who, who and you're listening to WRQ. The Bills. The, the, so wait, why is he not on the Bills, though? Because they ended up trading him. But, like, they, they saw the talent. What did they, they get in that trade, though? I don't remember. I don't know if they traded him or if they let him walk. Not sure. But I'm just saying they, they drafted a very good him. guard in the fifth round and now he's one of the highest um he's one of the high he's the highest paid guard um i think i think in, in the, the league, league yeah, i believe yeah, yeah. so i think they let him i don't know what happened with him but i'm just saying like they 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 my point is they have an eye for talent which is which is a good thing um now you look at the giants past couple picks i mean right off the bat <laughs> right off the bat Oof. saquon barkley is just awful pick yeah, All right, can hindsight. we stop with that, please? Why? Can, can it's we awful. Please Why? How many with games that? have they won awful. with him? How many games? How is their Star, star running back? Star I love, quotes. I man, love Saquon as much yeah, as the next awesome. person. But what has he done to really help this team evolve? Nothing. He's done nothing. And the team hasn't done anything to help him either. I love his quest. Well, is that his fault? He's, he's a sexy beast. but No, it's the GM's fault. He hasn't done too much. It's the GM's in, fault in for drafting him into a crappy In today's O-line. NFL, I don't care who it is. You can't do it. We just and you second overall on, pick. You can't do it. It's an objectively bad pick. It's a bad it's pick. objectively bad. And I know he was you a generational talent. And I still believe that if he got put in the right place, he'd be one of the better running backs in the league. Okay, I, okay, I believe okay. it. He has who, who all the physical capabilities. Who should we have drafted instead of Saquon Barkley? At, Where was number was two? Was I mean, Chubb in the same draft and he was taken like way later, or am I completely? Well, that, that was before like, that was before Daniel Jones was drafted, so we could have realistically taken Josh Allen in that draft. See, the thing is, Josh Allen wasn't looked at as a guy that could go two overall. He was actually like you no, made the point, Arnold. McCoy, that he was a questionable pick at seven. See, we could have. There were people in the Giants organization who wanted to take a certain uh, Mr. Mahomes in that draft. So that was the year before. Yeah, I mean, that was you, here before. you want to draft a running back? Nick Chubb was taking the second round in that draft. Like, I'll, I'll I mean, agree with the Nick with you know drafting Nick Chubb in the Chubb's second round. Stunt. I'm just saying, you know, you talk about drafting a quarterback. The top guy, you know, the guy who was drafted right after number three was Sam Darnold. So, are you saying we should have drafted him? Well, here's we could have taken Den- Denzel Ward was the fourth pick, and he's a lockdown corner now. I mean, here's the issue, guys. Here's the issue. We picked Will Hernandez, the Giants, the same year of the draft. Second round, 34th overall. The next two players that went after him, Nick Chubb, Darius Leonard. And we picked Will Hernandez, Oof. who's a guy that's probably going to get cut. And 
Nick Chubb and Darius yeah. Leonard are all pro players. Oof. Those were the very next two picks. We could have had either of them. Okay, but yeah. that's to be the point. Fair, the every NFL team got it wrong on Darius Leonard. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's it's not to say that Saquon is a bad player. He was put in a crappy spot on a crappy team. He's super talented. And the GM super didn't. Talented. And the GM didn't build the team to make him any better. And it didn't help anybody. He was just wasting everyone's time. And in hindsight, it's going to get blamed on the GM for picking a running back at two. And now that essentially. was. The sole purpose of that draft pick was to help Eli Manning. Yes. We should have already been We should done. have been rebuilding by then. And they wanted to yes. try and, and win. And I and I am the biggest Eli Manning truther probably in the entire world. Um, but no, he was done by then. Like yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just I just think about him like you got the best player in the whole draft right in your lap. Are you gonna pass up on that guy just because he's a certain position that Yes. Yes. See, I don't agree. Have to. I've come to the realization because back then I was like, I was all on board because I liked Saquon, and especially after the rookie year he had, I was like, oh, this pick was awesome, right? But like looking back at it now, running backs are so replaceable. You can like you look at any team in the NFL right now that's like very good. They they probably don't pay their running backs, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year, and they probably have two good running backs that they just take in and out every time. Now, the teams that have high-paid running backs have good lines, and that's why they're good. Yeah. I mean, even, like, I was talking about Nick Chubb, even the game that him and Hunt were both hurt, that, like, random dude, Dearness Johnson, went off right. for, like, 140 yards on, right. like, Thursday Night Football. And he, it's because he had a good yeah. line. No that's, one had ever heard of thing. him. Yeah, exactly. If you build up a good offensive line first, most running backs will succeed, barring any injuries. Like, look, did you the guys Dallas see- Cowboy, The Dallas Cowboys made Darren McFadden a 1,000-yard rusher in the mid-2010s. That is my ultimate example of that. Darren yeah. McFadden wasn't I mean, bad. And then he got the big payday from the Eagles. But it, he, was, it was, he was, like, past his prime already. That's like, true. and he and then ran the e- for 1,000 yards. And then he got a big contract from the Eagles, if you remember, McCoy, and stunk up the joint. No, that was DeMarco Murray who you're oh. talking about. But well, that's it, also... It applies that's, to him, that's too. That's also it, a good case, yeah. It applies to him, too. I mean... I, you know, I frequently forget that DeMarco Murray even wore an Eagles jersey. That's how bad he was. <laughs> yeah, that's what I he mean. It's like awful. just crazy stuff. I mean, and then they gave the bag to Zeke, and Tony Pollard was way more efficient than him all year. Yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't matter, really. I, I mean, it does, but it really doesn't. Like, you can't draft someone that high. I mean, like, if I, I think it was, like, did you guys see Jarek McKinnon in that playoff game against yeah. the Steelers? I mean, yeah. he had <laughs> he was on the plus, Niners last year. He's old. Right, he's old, he's injury prone, but he's quick, but he he went off. My point is any running back yeah. can, can do well in a system that's built correctly. Dave Gettleman never built up the offensive line to make Saquon a good a good running back to be able to sustain in the league. Yeah. And now we, we're seeing it now. The line is right where it was in the beginning, except we have Andrew Thomas, which was a great pick, to be honest. But when you when you have the fourth overall pick, you better get the right tackle because you were the first one to pick a lineman. So you, you could have picked any one of them. So, you know, it's almost like you expect him to pick the right one because it's not yeah. like two others went before him and he's like, okay, well, we got to go with this guy because those two were gone. Yeah. But you bring up McKinnon, right? And they didn't win that game, and they weren't in that game because of the running backs. That's kind of the point, Jake. It was because of Patrick Mahomes. Right. Right? I mean, quarterback's the most important position on the team. You can't pick a running back that high. Now, in hindsight, hindsight, Jake, picking Sam Darnold would would have probably been a mistake as well. Yeah, he's pretty bad. (laughs) But, But if you think about it this way, what is this, 2017 draft, right? This is 2018. 2018. And so by at this point, 
with how bad Sam Darnold played, I mean, do you think that the Giants would have would have been open to picking a quarterback in the 2020 draft, or do you think they would have been like, okay, we'll keep with Darnold? Because that's the thing. <sighs> with a guy like Dave Gettleman, I feel like he would keep him as long as possible trying to save his own job. And then, and then, yeah, it comes Gettleman up. was very, Gettleman was a guy who was very about himself, too. That was yeah. a big thing. He was, he was very about saving his own skin. And that's not something you can just be as a general manager because, you know, you just, you just, if you're trying to prove yourself right all the time, like, and you're not focused on the team, like, it's not going to work. All right. And here's another thing I'll point out, too. Uh, still in this same draft, I hate to bring it up because now it just, it gets me even more mad. In this same very draft in the third round, the Giants had two picks within four picks of each other, the 66th pick and the 69th pick. They picked Lorenzo Carter, linebacker out of Georgia, and then they picked B.J. <sighs> Hill, defensive tackle from NC State. And B.J. Hill's on the Bengals now. Lorenzo Carter, I don't know what his status is like. But, McCoy, did you know? do you know who went right after them uh, at 70th overall? Uh, it's all-world player from all-world team that is doing really <laughs> successful. Yeah, his, uh, his name's Fred Warner. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that is like the yeah, that's like the example. Yeah. Oh boy. The Giants picked Lorenzo Carter. They play the same position. Four picks prior, or yeah. So the G, they just don't have an eye for talent. That's the problem. All right. But it, like Dave Gettleman and and Joe Judge did not, and and Ben McAdoo and Pat Shermer did not have eyes for talent. No. Okay. So I'm not I'm not gonna disagree with that. Like you know, and even. A broken clock is right twice a day. So, you know, I mean, obviously he's made some good picks. Not not a lot, but he's made some. Xavier but... McKinney is, like, the one I can think of, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah Xavier McKinney's good. It's been a good I also like Dexter him. Lawrence. That was a good pick. I don't know, dude. He He's all right. Like, he really hasn't played up to what I expected. 17th overall pick. He's not really that great. In if, my the Giants had a, if the Giants had a top two pick, they would take either Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson. Like, they need an edge rusher. Yeah, I agree. But like you know, with Barkley, it's like okay, you know, running backs are replaceable. So, but he's so talented. Why don't we use him in other ways? I mean, he can catch the ball. We know he can run the ball. You know, he can probably block too. Why don't we just use him in other ways? Why do we just I, have to? How many games has he played the last two years? I was gonna say, I like in in hindsight, matter. it's a nice thought. But like at this point, like he's just not on the field. Like he does not play. You know, which is which is unfortunate. You know, it's not all it's not totally his fault. And yes, he has a lot of talent, but at the same time, like, you know, how much longer can you can you wait on a guy to, you know, come back to what he was? I don't think he'll ever have another year like his rookie year. All right, but let let let's just say hypothetically, you know, maybe he doesn't have another like crazy rushing year like his rookie year, but let's just say hypothetically he plays most of the games, you know, this next season. You know, I mean, shouldn't they just Shouldn't they try to get him involved in more ways than just running back? I mean, yes, yeah. yes, they should. Like, and hopefully, with a new, hopefully with an all, uh, with a competent offensive coordinator, they will do that. The but only we'll reason see. drafting a an uber talented player like Saquon Barkley could be a bad decision is if you horribly misuse his talent. You know, if you don't actually try to use yeah, his talent, that's then, on the GM. Of course, it's a I, bad pick. That's on the GM. I agree that the Giants horribly misused his talent. I agree that they misused his talent, but I don't agree that he can come back and be, you know, like a super talented player again. I don't 
Like, if he doesn't have, a, like, a, a good year this year, I could realistically see them not picking up his uh, fifth-year extension. There's only one team in the league that you can make the argument for that is very that is led by their running back and has been they've proven to be consistently good with it. It's the Tennessee Titans. The Titans. And, and let's be honest, what have they really shown for it? I mean, they have a one seed this year, um, but, I mean, I don't think they they'll get, ever make the Super Bowl. They could get bounced this week, too. Right, they can get bounced this week. I, I just don't think that that's the right way of looking at things, and I hate to harp on Gettleman once again, but I'm just looking through on Wikipedia the drafts here. So, third-round pick, 95th overall, the Giants take O'Shane Zimmon as defensive end at an Old Dominion. Yeah, David, you can say who is that. I, yeah, I, I don't have an answer for you. But the next defensive end that was taken, Dylan, was Max Crosby. Yeah, yeah, I do know who that one is. Uh, so it just shows you, and this was 10 picks later. This just right. shows you, like, they don't have the eye for talent. They go, okay, here's defensive ends, here's what we have left. We have O'Shane Zimenez, Max Crosby, and, you know, six other guys. Who do you guys like the most? Everyone puts their hands up for, you know, O'Shane Zimenez, Max Crosby, you take a seat. Okay, we'll take O'Shane. Then the next guy up is Max yeah. Crosby, and he's all pro or if, close to it. Like, if you if you miss like that once or twice, it's a coincidence. But at this point, it's just a habit. Like they have just made a habit of missing drafts. All right, picks. then 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 I have a question for you guys because we're clearly making a game out of this. <laughs> Who has the worst eye for talent, Dave Gettleman or Jerry Reese? Uh. I don't know. Dave Jerry Gettleman. Reese, Jerry Reese, that Jerry Reese won a Super Beckham. Jerry, Jerry Reese was did not GM win a Super Bowl. For... That was Ernie Acorsi's team. That was Ernie Acorsi's team. He built that team. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> well, he drafted Odell. I still... so. Oh, he drafted Odell. <laughs> he was the only reason why we Who... were relevant in 2015 and 16. What team did Odell play for? <laughs> Played for LSU. No, what, right now. Who does he play for He right plays now? for the Rams. What, what? Where are they right now? They're in the playoffs. Where are we? What's exactly. Your, what's your point? We're on the we're on the couch. Pick number five and pick number eight. Exactly. Ode- Odell Kyle didn't do Hamil- anything for us. Apparently. Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, New York Giant. <laughs> I mean, you know, you heard it here first. And like, yeah, he drafted Odell. I mean, he also drafted a whole bunch of other wide receivers who were terrible. You remember Gerald Jernigan? <laughs> I remember everybody. No, I do remember who he is, but no. You remember Ruben Randall in the second round? He was no, 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 no. I don't do, don't do. you dare don't you dare slander Ruben Randall. He had a couple good seasons. I think he had a thousand yard uh, season. Yeah, sure. He had a couple good seasons with, you know, a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah, Xavier McKinney in the second round. I'm looking at this draft now. That was a good pick. He fell. I don't know how he fell so far. That that, that was He did fall. He was supposed to be a first round pick yeah. that year. Yeah. What year is Xavier McKinney? He's pretty good. Uh, I think he's second year. Second year. Uh, this was his second year, I think. He played pretty well. He yeah, is the good player. he is the reincarnation of uh, Lanny Collins. <laughs> I like him a lot. Both Alabama defensive backs who are very good and hit very hard. Yeah, and and one other thing too, guys. I mean, it is a third round pick, but Dave Gettleman drafted Matt Parrott, offensive tackle from UConn, and he. Barely even played this year. Nate Solder played before him, and he was like a veteran. I was going to say, can, can we talk about, I believe, was Gettleman the one who made Nate Solder the highest paid tackle in yes, the league? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That, that also needs to be brought up. That like, was his first It move. wasn't just the draft. Like Their free agent signings were, were most often misses. Yeah, that was like his first move. It was not good. Yeah. I hate to pick I on don't the even guy, think... but he, he deserves it at this point. I mean, yeah, like I don't even think, like, I, like you know, and I'm not trying to, like, on it, but I don't even think like a Dory Jackson had that good of a season to be to be quite honest. Like, no, he know. didn't. I I would he got hurt be though. on bringing in a Dory Jackson. Like he's talented, but he always gets hurt. It's the thing. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, did he he did sign Bradbury, and Bradbury's pretty good. Here's I what like I it. here's what I will say. Gettleman, I think before the season started, this year's off season, I I actually liked it a lot what he did. The one thing I you could question was De, uh, Devontae Booker getting six million, but but like everything else, he got the receiver right. I mean, the draft he traded back, got us a future first. Drafted Kadarius Tony, that was questionable. Fine. But like you know, he built up the defense. He got uh, Adore Jackson. Like he made. I don't moves. know if could. I feel like I know he was injured this year, but Kadarius Tony showed glimpses of being a star. In no, the I, I like him a lot. He I'm has just a saying, lot of talent. I'm just saying, pick your you know, choose your opinion there. It's too early to tell what he'll be. But my point is, the tw- the last year's off season, Dave Gettleman did everything he needed to do to help out Daniel Jones, except fix the offensive line, which is was like, what are you doing? Like, the first day we hired him, the he was main like, that's, thing he needed was, to do. Right, that was Pinesu the main thing he needed to do, and didn't even draft one in the draft. That's horrible. Was Panay Suel still on the board when the Giants traded down? No, 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 no. No, no. no, he wasn't. He was, oh. no Panay Suel was like the seventh pick. Yeah. Uh, I think and the Giants, I believe, originally had the 11th pick before they traded back. Yes. Yeah, it was something like that. They wanted Devontae Smith. That was, that was a good trade. Sorry. That was a good trade. It was a great trade. I'm, I'll... It was we got. I mean, if you wanted Devonte Smith, you wanted a fast slot wide receiver, and we got Kadarius Tony. Right? No, I agree. Kadarius Tony, in my opinion, is a little more talented than Devonte Smith. Like, I honestly. Oh, I don't know about that. I, know about that. Uh, I think he's, Devontae, he might be a better dude, athlete. I don't. I don't, I don't think he's. Better I don't like the Eagles, good. But Devontae Smith is good. Smith is but awesome. Kadarius Tony, he just has that. He has that shiftiness, that elusiveness, and he just. I don't know. Like. When I when I watched his college tape, college tape versus Demonte Smith's college tape, I was like, I like Kadarius Tony better. <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't even really matter because the Eagles traded up to draft Devontae Smith so they could have one good wide receiver and no others. <laughs> and here's the other thing too, McCoy. I'll okay, that's very I'll... true. That's very true. They've been trying to fix <laughs> that position for years. It's it's all it's all for naught. <laughs> and I, I I mean I mean Dill also like. I think this. I think that offseason was actually pretty, pretty good for Gettleman. He drafted back. He traded back in the second round too, if you remember, and still got Aziz Ojolari, who I think that's who they would have taken at their previous spot in the second round. But they were able to get some capital and still get the same guy. And Aziz, I think, had nine or ten sacks this year, or he close to that. So he's a good player. Like I'm saying, Dave Gettleman he, had a good draft, good offseason, but the only thing yeah, he didn't address was the offensive fair. line. And I don't know why he didn't do that. Like, think about it this way. The trade back was awesome. But had he not done that, right? Okay, fine. The Eagles jump us, get Devontae Smith. Now you're at 11. You have a chance to pick a guy like Rashawn Slater. I won't even bring up Michael Micah Parsons because I don't think anyone expected him to be as good as he was this year. And linebacker is he such was... a luxury position. I don't think the no, Giants he was... expected oh, to be no, good. No, no, he he wasn't expected to be this He good. wasn't off the board. No, no. I'm saying a guy like Rashawn Slater would have been there at 11 had you not traded back. Yeah. And he's a pro bowler this year, offensive tackle. Him and Andrew Thomas... Would have been awesome to have. I heard Slater get more well, hype than I, Sewell during the year. Slater's better Slater, than Sewell this year. Yeah, hundred percent. Slater balled out. Slater was con- Slater was considered one of the best tackles in the league this year. Yeah, I don't think that's for a the play. Chargers. He was, and now yeah. they. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. It's like you look at that and you're like, okay, well, he traded back. That's awesome. But you could have had a guy like Rashawn Slater, who a lot of fans wanted at eleven. You know, even if the receivers were there, a lot of people were like, I don't care. I want Rashawn Slater because he's a great lineman. And it would have really helped us out. It's very, it's very likely what they do this year too. I could, I definitely think they take an offensive lineman at five. Yeah, I think Linderbaum's so like, a good choice, or or uh, 
or yeah, uh, or, or Evan. I would or rather. Something. I would rather take Linderbaum at eight because I just don't think he's like worth a top five pick. I think we have the seventh I mean, pick. I'm, oh, we do have five and seven. You're right. Five and seven, um, but you know, Linderbaum at seven would be awesome. I think. I want Kyle Ham. I want Kyle Hamilton so bad. Bro, we don't need. I know you just want a jersey deal, but we don't need him, bruh. <laughs> I know you him just want McKinney, the jersey. Him and McKinney. Him and McKinney with Bradbury in the secondary would be insane. It would be. It would be a no fly zone. Don't forget about Logan Ryan, Rutgers legend. I, it would be a no-fly zone, and I'm a hundred, a hundred percent serious. Hey, well, who do we? Okay, if we take we take the the second best offensive lineman. Let's say we take Linderbaum at five. Who do we take at seven then? If we take Linderbaum at five, um, so that, I don't know. That's tricky because now you're looking at a position where you might. Do you I'm go thinking, lineman again? I, I mean, or the. The non in Hutchinson uh, defensive lineman from Michigan. What is his name? Ajabo? Ajebo? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like a top ten guy. I would, I would, I just think the Giants need an edge rusher. Unfortunately, Leonard Williams is okay, and Dexter Lawrence is okay. Dexter Lawrence is better tackle. He's not edge rusher though. (laughs) Aziz is great. If you can get one other guy on the other side, I think I think you'll be set. But Aziz is great. But the thing is, is at seven, like, if Hutchinson and Thibodeau were gone, right, and you pick a lineman at five, you know, would you would it be considered reaching for an edge guy at seven? Like, that's the thing. Or would you trade back? Like, I don't. Is that a trade back situation? If it's what you're really looking for, like, that's the thing. I don't. I don't know. I don't see us going receiver. Uh, I could see us doubling up on the O line if there are some good prospects still there. All right, well, he- here's an idea. Here's an idea. Um. You know the Giants have two first-round picks. Couldn't they potentially trade up? I mean, they to could. like number three or number two. But I don't yeah, know. I don't that, know why you would do that. That would probably require like more capital than like both those picks. Probably be both those picks and like a third-round pick, which is just like I wouldn't I do that. At, at that point, point you might just at that point you might just throw in something else and get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> that's what I mean. Just give Houston mean, yeah. and get him. That's it. I'll take that in a heartbeat. The, but, but again, the problem with the problem with Watson is like if that theoretically happened, the Giants are so much more than a quarterback away from being good. Like yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a I lot mean, of you're, holes. You're, yeah, no, it's true, it's true. Yeah. But the thing is, that he's proven sense. that he can win without a good old line. He's one of those guys true. that can do it. He's like Russell Wilson. He's one of those guys that can just run around and just he can do it. Make plays. You make but plays. You can't win without a good old line, though. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying it would definitely help us out. Um, but I think realistically, I don't think that happens. I think. We stick with our five and seven. I think we definitely go O line with one of the two picks, depending who's there. We have to. We have to go that. I way. would. I would be fine if if it if it if it you know comes out that way. Uh, Evan Neal and Linderbaum five seven. I hey, would that's, be perfectly fine that's, with that. McCoy, that's what I'm saying. You double it up on there. You just do that. I'd be fine. I'd be perfectly fine with that. That is a. I that is an ideal first round for me, honestly. Yeah, that pick. would be. Yeah, we have the five and seven, right? Yeah, I'll look so, up the draft order. So who has who has the pick in between? I think Carolina does. I I. What are they doing? Maybe, I think Seattle has a. Oh no, the Jets have Seattle's pick, and I think it's at like nine. Here, so I'll look it up. So here we go. We have the Jaguars at one, and they might go. See, here's the thing: these websites they give their insight on what they think the biggest needs are for these teams. It says O line, receiver, and corner, but every mock draft has them going edge. So I, I don't really understand that. 
I think I think I think the thought process is like like the two best players available are both edge rushers and right. like I don't know. I think if you're number one and you don't take Kayvon Thibodeau, you're very possibly dropping like a chance to take a Hall of Famer. So true. All right, so let's That's just assume that one and two are the both the edge rushers, right? We'll go yeah. Jaguars. We'll say Thibodeau. Uh, and then the Lions will say Hutchinson. Now you have the Texans. Now what do they go with here? See, now this is where it gets interesting. They they could probably take Evan Neal. They might take a lineman. Probably, and and if they don't, they I think the Jets might. Neal. See, this is where it gets tricky. Yeah. I don't I don't think Kyle Hamilton goes this early. That's the thing. Kyle Hamilton could very possibly fall to like the top like 15. I I personally think he's the best secondary. He's the best non-defensive line prospect in the draft. Like, Who is Kyle Hamilton? Defense. Why does Dylan he's, love him so much? He's a safety from Notre Dame. Dylan likes Notre Dame. Oh. oh okay, oh. that is okay, but that is do not uh do not uh you know just simplify it to that. He is an amazing safety. He's like a box to box safety. Yeah, I, sorry, uh, I left that out. He's got incredible oh, yeah, yeah. speed. Sorry, I forgot. I left he's that out. got. He's got big hit power. He's a guy who just really oh, reads big the field power, very well. I, I, I just think big, if I you're a team hit power. like the Giants, you know, with all the thing, with all the positions they need, you don't take a safety with the five or the seven. Correct. That's fair. I mean, that's, no matter how good he is, don't. the thing is, I don't. The but. thing is, safeties aren't normally taken that high, and the fact that he is like a top ten pick, it it just tells you how special of a talent he actually is. Because not many go top ten in term in terms of safeties. It's usually corners that yeah. really go or, that early. Or maybe, or maybe um, it just speaks to how you know mediocre the quarterback class is this year. That could be true. I mean, All right. Kenny I'm gonna I'm gonna look up a mock draft. So let's let's see how. Because aren't there? Are you, how many quarterbacks are projected to go in like the top ten? Like none, right? I don't think one. I don't think any of them are. Like, yeah. What? Oh. Can you pick again? Any chance Denver reaches on a quarterback at nine? <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that's. Or that's do you think they'll try and trade for Rodgers or something? Because it's because okay, they, they're so, a quarterback yeah. away. So I used a mock draft from SportingNews.com. Uh, you know, I just like their site. One of my professors works for Sporting News. Shout out! Uh, shout out to Joe Rivera. Shout out to Joe Rivera. Hey, great hey. professor. Uh, great writer. Um, so this mock draft has uh Hutchinson going one to the Jaguars. Uh, Thibodeau going two. Evan Neal going three. Derek Stingley Jr. going four to the Jets, which I really like that pick. Uh, Linderbaum five to the Giants. Okay, I think that would make Malik sense. Malik Willis at uh, six. What are they? Smoking? Malik, uh, I what? I don't know. I think what? if anyone goes at six, it's I think Carolina taking a quarterback makes sense. Yes, that tell me that doesn't it, make sense. No, it does, but it, it it's makes surprising. Sense, but Malik Willis six? is a second round prospect. I thought. I think if they take anyone at six, it's Kenny Pickett. But that's just me. It's an interesting. Uh, pick. And then. And then at seven, it has the uh, Giants taking Akeem Akongwu, who I have heard a lot about in the past few weeks. He's a big boy. Uh, he's a, he's a well, guard from he... NC State or offensive tackle. Yeah, he's a tackle uh, yeah. from NC State. So they so they have us going both linemen. And honestly, I'm yes. okay with this kid from NC State because if Evan Neal's not there, which I don't think he will be because it makes sense for Houston to take them. They need an O-line. Like, they need their future left tackle. It makes sense. I would be totally yeah, we okay might be, with that. We might be uh we might be wrong about the quarterbacks because this one also has Matt Corral going at nine to the Broncos and yeah. Kenny Pickett going at eleven to Washington. Mm, and both of those make sense. I completely forgot that, about those Matt Corral. Are, those are reaches. Matt those are all reaches. I completely forgot Matt about Matt Corral to Denver yeah. and, and Kenny Pickett to Dude, Washington makes like sense that. for me. 
kind of like quarter that. quarterback is the one position though where there's always going to be a reach because teams that need a quarterback are just going to pull the trigger. It's like, yeah, look at look at uh, look to. at the 2019 draft uh, team that we're all familiar with, and you'll get your example. Yeah, should have should have should have been Justin Herbert, but I listen, dude. I know, I know. Dave Gettleman was high on was high on Justin Herbert, and then he went back to school, and then we then it forced his hand to draft a quarterback because it was that situation where they needed I one. Mean, what do you mean when he went back to school? Yep, I'll, I'll, so he I'll got give you a the degree. Run, I'll give you. So I'll give you the he's rundown. like Jarrett Smith. Yeah, I'll give you the rundown. So yes, he's like Jarrett no, Smith. Not like Smith. <laughs> he doesn't play golf for Oregon. I'll give you so. So pretty much 2019, we have the sixth overall pick. Rumors are the Giants are very, very high on Justin Herbert. Oh, now he's only he's a, a beast. He's a beast. He's a junior. Oh, and you know, we oh, need Justin a Herbert went Justin back to Herbert school. went back to school. So yeah, he, so he's, so you know, we we're looking for a quarterback, and then it's like his stock fell. Then we get the news that he's like, okay, I want to go back to Oregon. I want to play one more year, finish yeah, my yeah. degree, whatever. So which he plays fine. one more year, which is fine. But then it forces Dave Gettleman to draft a quarterback because we knew he knew we needed a quarterback, and this is what McCoy just said: reaching for quarterbacks is what happens when teams need quarterbacks. And, I mean, and the Giants took Daniel Jones. Position. Giants important. took Daniel Jones. Oh, oh hey, it oh, could Daniel have Jones. been worse. And then the very next year, the, the other the six. other option was much worse. So the we other option was Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, Haskins so. who was the guy I wanted, and I'm so glad they didn't pick him. He was the guy I wanted too. <laughs> I wanted Dwayne Haskins too. I'm not gonna lie. See, but yo, if I'm being see, but here's the thing: I remember. Specifically on that draft night, I said at six, take Josh Allen, edge rusher that ended up going yep. to Jacksonville. He's an awesome player. I said take Josh Allen because we had a pick oh, at seventeen. The other Josh Allen. So we had a pick at seventeen. You're telling me that the Giants could have had Josh Allen and Josh Allen. They really could have if oh, if if gosh. yes, they could have yes. <laughs> wait, that happened this year, right? Where Josh Allen intercepted sa- sacked Josh, Josh Allen. Allen or something like that. Intercepted yeah, yeah. him, sacked him. I remember uh, he might have oh, forced the fumble. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did everything. Jack of all trades. That, I think the Bills lost like and nine to six. This is the same Bills awful. team. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is the same Bills team that just put up a perfect game in the playoffs. Yeah, well, they weren't facing Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm just so. Listen, ideally, Dill, I think, and Jake, I think that the draft for the Giants should be two linemen. Um, I would be totally okay with Linderbaum and the kid from NC State. That's 100% totally fine agree. with me. Um, yeah, and I think I think if I think if Joe Shane does that, then I will have all the confidence in the world that this guy knows how to draft. You you know who else would like that? Who? 2018 number two overall pick Saquon Barkley. <laughs> what for one year? He w- he would he would like that hey, a lot. If, I, if he hey, if he if gets he, that and the O line plays well, then he can play well, and then. You know, he gets a new contract. No, no. How, how about no, you guys no, no. hire a head coach first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, well, we got to wait for I, that. We got, we got other stuff. They're going to do their interviews soon, but but no. I I think Saquon's time in New York is done. Um, Not to say he isn't talented, but when it comes down to giving that guy a contract, he's going to want to get paid, and especially if he has a good year with these new offensive linemen, if we draft these two guys, right, he's going to want to get paid. I don't think that's the right move for the Giants, and honestly, I, I just I don't think that Joe Shane's going to want to keep him around. He's going to want to do his own thing. And like we said earlier in the beginning of this segment, running backs are very replaceable. I understand he's a generational talent at the position. You don't have to tell me twice. I've seen the I've seen the highlight tapes. He's a freak of nature. He squats 600 pounds. He's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, you look at all these successful teams. Look at the Bills and Chiefs. These are like the two teams, powerhouses of the AFC. Their running backs, Devin Singletary, Sucks. was a third-round pick. He's not even that good. And he's not even like that Zach skilled. Moss, he's not even that not skilled, that but he's he, they, yeah, they yeah, have no, a good he run gets system. It done. Yeah, gets yeah, it he done. gets it done. Chiefs, they're working with Jarek McKinnon. They drafted Clyde in the first round. Drafted he's a Clyde in the first Clyde round. Not that great. Who is really? He's good. 
They I mean, haven't. They first round pick. They never. They never used them. They could have drafted John Taylor next round, but they don't use them. Yeah. But but the point is he doesn't fit their system. The point but, is yeah. the more t- the teams that are consistently winning football games and go far are not so reliant on a generational running back at talent for talent. Like it's you get a really good quarterback, get him get him a couple good O linemen, get him some receivers and a and, and a mediocre running back, and you will have a very good offense. It all starts at quarterback. Hundred percent. You can't lead the team like even the Titans need a guy like Tannehill in order for that to work. If they had a guy like Daniel Jones. I don't think the Titans would be a one seed. Like I'm just like da- Derrick Henry. Oh, I can guarantee cannot. you the Titans wouldn't be a one seed. Yeah, Derrick Henry Jones. can physically not carry that team to a one seed. You have to have a competent, competent quarterback who understands the game and is able to, you know, throw the ball at the end of the game when it needs to be done. So you need a good quarterback. I think it all starts with that. With that, and I think Joe Shane is hopefully he gets it done. I, I, I think that's what it just comes down to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've been talking I about mean, the Giants forever, but I'm curious what you guys think about Daniel Jones because it is really weird. Like, he hasn't got the chance to prove himself, but he has. Like, everything's been stacked against him, but he's kind of sucked whenever he's played. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's they can't just bring him back and not bring see, any competition the, at all. The problem, but, the problem with Daniel Jones is he hasn't been, like, useless enough for us to all agree <laughs> that, like, okay, like, he's definitely not the guy. Like, he has those he little flashes. Like, I know, I know, like, I know, it's weird. The, He's got the, the biggest same one problem this year. Eli Manning had at the beginning of his career. <laughs> also, the problem is that the New York sports media, which I one day want to be a part of, so mm-hmm. I'll try to go easy on it, but they flip on a hat. <laughs> like, I was seeing articles after the Saints game where he threw for like 450 yards that like it's time to say that he's the franchise quarterback and it's like and he the literally next had week they were game. like, he, he needs to be gone. Well, he had like two good yes. games all year, right, on paper. So I you can't be too high on him. But he, I, I think, I, I think weird. though, with the way this season was, it just left so many questions. And like, what are you really going to do at quarterback like next year? Like, you just have to let him play for his job. Yeah, I would. You know? I mean, I would probably, if I were them, I would probably bring someone like uh, Trubisky or Mariota in just so he has some competition. So it's not just like his job for okay. the year. Not uh, like Mariota maybe solution. Trubisky. Just, yeah. I, dude, I mean, just someone so that he that's, doesn't. That's just start that's himself. the that's the inaugural MVP right there. So. He is. He's the <laughs> no. MVP. That's facts. I mean, Dak Prescott. You know, he tried tried to be like as cool as Mitch, but yeah, couldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of I guess what the Broncos try to do with bringing in t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater to compete with Drew Locke, but I don't know. That whole situation t- kind of was a failure too. So I don't even know. Taking Drew Locke was the was the failure. But... <laughs> I, di- I digress. I don't know, dude. Daniel Jones, it's such an interesting situation because on the one hand, you feel like he has had his time to shine and prove himself, but but really he's been dealing with injuries of his own and his receivers can't stay on the field. His offensive lineman, like Andrew Thomas, missed like four games in a row. Without your left tackle, you really can't get much done, especially when the Giants don't have any good depth there. Um, it's weird. It's, it's a weird situation. Here's how I would play it out from Joe Shane. I think you just draft these two linemen. You let Daniel Jones play out on his rookie deal here. You make all the necessary cuts you need to with your cap space and all that stuff. You let it play out this year. You see where it goes. And if you see any major improvements, maybe you you, you pick up the fifth year on Jones. Like, I'm talking major improvements. Um, but if it's kind of the same stuff we've been seeing... He's done, and you either get a bridge quarterback like Mariota or somebody I, to start, I and then will you draft say, a quarterback though, in a in a in a class where you're comfortable drafting a person up high or something. That's that's what you I will do. say though. If you ask most people, Dan Jones' biggest problem it's turning over the ball, and this year he was significantly better at not turning over. That's the ball. That's true, right? Especially early in, early in the season, he 
I think through like four or five weeks, he had like the lowest interception rate in the NFL, which is, you know, obviously a small sample size, but that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. See, but the thing is, he's played over 30 games, and I just don't see like a trait that like that just stands out. Like he can't, like he's not like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson where he can extend plays and he has this awesome arm talent. And you're like, okay, if we could just get a good line around this kid, then he'll be good in the pocket. Like if he, like if he just didn't have to run around the whole time, yeah. he'd be so much better. We, like we don't do you know that? Can, can you, I mean, he's you never do. had a good. He's O-line. played 30 games, but there's been nothing you've seen that have been like, oh, he's the guy. Yeah, like there's but not a specific I, trait you can point to, to and just to say see, he's though? very good at that. What's there to see? He's on his bike. That's all. Five seconds. That's also. That's also true, but, like, in the NFL, like, especially at quarterback, like, you got to make your own plays sometimes. And, like, there are guys who can, like, overcome it. Like, like the best quarterbacks in the league, like, they, they are able to just make their own plays. And to a certain extent, I do think Daniel Jones is decent at that, like, getting out and making his own plays. But, I mean, we'll have to see. I if mean, he does get too often. Well, I mean, obviously. He is the fastest. He did have the fastest uh, quarterback run speed of the past five years, and that does include Lamar Jackson. Okay, on on one run, he did. He did. He did. He did. But like, and that run didn't even count, did it? That was the one that didn't count. Oh, I thought that was the one where he fell on his face. But the the Eagles. Oh, was oh was it that one? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, like let me ask you this question, guys. Like. You look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. What's the one thing when you watch him play, you always point out to yourself in your head or you say out loud about his game? His crazy accuracy downfield, right? Always putting the ball where it needs to be. You look at a guy... Okay, well, he's he's maybe the most talented quarterback well, not, to but, ever play the game. So well, no, that's, that's a tough comparison. I, no, but hang on. I, I, that My point, I'm not comparing the two per se. I'm just saying in terms of like a an individual ability that you can just spot and be like, okay, he's very good at that. If we can just build off of that, we would be set. He's very average at below average at everything. There is not one part of his game where you just sit there and go, oh my God, that was awesome. Like Josh Allen, a rifle for an arm. Patrick Mahomes, rifle for an arm. Aaron Rodgers has the accuracy, right? Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, able to extend plays very well, able to run outside the pocket, not fumble the football every damn time. Like there's just certain... Certain traits of people's games that you can just spot out and be like, that guy's really good at that. We don't have that. I'm not asking him to be a all-pro, you know, Hall of Famer quarterback that wins seven Super Bowls like Tom Brady. I'm just asking for a guy that you can look at and see some raw talent. Like Daniel Jones, the only thing that I can say that I think is pretty good a part of his game is deep ball accuracy. And they really didn't do it that often with Jason Garrett, like, they kind of just didn't throw the ball deep that often, which was questionable. But honestly, other than that, man, yeah. I, I just – there's not one and thing I, you can point to and just get really excited about. But, but I mean, Jake has also been bringing that up. Like, you know, he ha- he's going to get an entirely new situation next year with, an, with a play caller who will actually, you know, like, maybe – uh, focus on his strengths and not uh, at least know, we hope. run screens on third and eleven like Jason Garrett. There's no way our new OC will be worse than Jason Garrett. No, no, at least, I, at least I would bet maybe. Eight. And just think, I would it. bet Throw my house and field. all of your houses that he will be better than Jason Garrett. I hope so. you're right. But listen, I just I'm just saying like, listen, I I I said play Daniel Jones this year, see where he is after you draft. You know, the, hopefully those two linemen or two linemen of some sort, whatever combination. See where he's at if he hasn't, because you got to think if you take two linemen. I understand they're rookies, but you got to think adding those two to Andrew Thomas that they have that line has to be a lot better. And if he's still playing similar football and the talent, like you just you can't point to one specific trait. 
that I'm sorry, it's time to go. Like, I just, I think at this point in time, from a GM standpoint, I coming into this job, I'm saying, okay, listen, I honestly could give a crap if Daniel Jones is talented or not. It's not my pick. I don't want him. And I would be totally okay with that. Joe that's, Shane saying, I want to draft my own guy. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, also, like, honestly, I guess you're kind of right, Dylan, since this is, like, it's going to be the first year of the new coach. It's going to kind of be, like, the first year under everything new. Right. Who cares if, if not that it's a throwaway year, but I would just, yeah, why not let Daniel Jones have one more year? But I mean, yeah, let's, I've, be, I've let's be real with ourselves. It. We're not winning anything that, next that's, year. That's, like, we're not making that's the my playoff. point. Like, that's, like, if we win yeah. six games, I'll be happy. That's yeah, his point, so, yeah. Why not just let him play next year? That that kind of yeah. makes sense, actually. Just, bro, just I agree. just tank so we can get Bryce Young. <laughs> Literally, tank so we can get Bryce Young. Call it a day. <laughs> Literally, sign Nathan Peterman as our quarterback. Let him play all seventeen Nathan games Peterman. and we, get Bryce Young. Peterman. And call it a day. Oh, we'll, we're, we'll win the Super Bowl. We have Nathan Peterman as our quarterback. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, that is the strategy. Stop trying to win. Get a good quarterback. Listen, let's That's it. Let's just run an option offense with Mitch Trubisky and Nathan Peterman. How about that? I don't stand for the MVP hate. We'll run for the QB sneak every play. <laughs> the QB sneak that's, every that's play. One, one thing, of, too, one of them though. will go for a touchdown. The, <laughs> yeah. the new offensive coordinator better call some read options because Daniel Jones, pretty good at running the read option, I got to say. Yeah, no, he is very he is good at that. That is one thing that he is, I would say, is good at. But is it enough to then build off of? That's the thing. I don't know. Like, I feel like. The problem is the read options, when the quarterbacks are really good at that stuff, like they have good arms and defenses are scared to kind of bite on the run. like Or, or um, whatchamacallit, um, totally like sell out to, for the run. They're scared to commit to the run right. in case they get thrown on. Right, exactly. Saying. And I, I think defenses yeah. look at that and say, okay, Daniel Jones, is we're going to make him beat him with his arm. Like that's what they're saying. We're gonna make him okay. beat him beat us with his arm. They don't have any. Okay. I, I, they're not that's, scared. That's fair. That's the problem. That's fair. You you look that's at all fair. the other good quarterbacks in the league. They'll be like, okay, I don't want to commit to this. Patrick Mahomes will just. App- and I understand Mahomes is very good, but I'm just using him as an example. I'm sure even with a guy like Ryan Tannehill, defenses are a little worried to kind of commit to a run. Well, you know what I mean? Like it's they're just, he's not on that level. And I think I think the Giants could get there. I just don't think it is with Daniel Jones. Say whatever you want about him getting a fair shake. Listen, the Giants fired Joe Judge because they needed to do this right, the process right. Whether you think Judge got a fair shake or not. And I think the right decision is to get rid of Jones, let Joe Shane bring in his own quarterback that he wants, whether you think Judge got a fair or Jones got a fair shake or not. I think that's what it comes down to. You did it already, do it again. That is that is, that is true. I mean, Giants fans, I think we're all very adamant that we need to clean house and you know, cleaning house is, is getting rid of really everybody and the quarterback's part of that, so I'm I'm not gonna be mad be, if they if they don't like the third time in six years. <laughs> well, listen, do you really think Daniel Jones can take us to the promised land, Jake? Honestly, honest. if we get if we draft two O linemen with our with our two first round picks this year and they play well alongside Andrew Thomas, you know that's three good O linemen. Right. There's already a lot of other talent on that offense. I think the Giants go from having the worst offense in the league to one of the best. You don't go. You can't have one of the best offenses in the league with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Can, you're just never, you don't know that. All, you don't I, know that. You're never going to get that. There's so so many. Pretty much every team. I don't agree with QB. that, but I think that's like the the best best case scenario. And I think as being a Giants fan, you have to know that it's not going to be the best best scenario. Like something's going to go wrong. I think the best case scenario. That's just, that's just how it is. If those if those two linemen and Andrew Thomas play great football all season long, Daniel Jones is the quarterback with all the weapons. Right? They all stay healthy. I think the this the peak part the peak that this offense can get to is maybe a top thirteen offense in the league. 
They can make if the everything goes right. That. If Actually, everything goes right, they can make the playoffs. We were because no. their defense is good enough. They could make the playoffs with that. Their defense is good. Their the Giants' defense, defense is, is the one part of the team that actually is good. You no, know, if if they're if they draft two O linemen and that makes their offense significantly improved, then I, honestly, with the Col- with some of the players they have right now, obviously not all of them, but you know they could make the playoffs. Maybe not next year, but the year after. <laughs> right, but the, the way I view this is just it's almost as if it's inevitable that Daniel Jones is not going to be the future. So like, yeah. why wait? Why waste your time? Uh, like. Meaning, after this year, why even entertain the fifth-year option if your plan is to go get another quarterback? Just get rid of him. That's it. Call it a day. Don't waste your time. Like, it's it's, it's inevitable that you're going to get rid of him. What's the point in waiting? I don't see—listen, Jake, I appreciate you for being the optimistic Giants fan here. We have seen abysmal football for the past four years, ever since 2016. It's been horrible. Jake, this Jake, this was me last offseason, so that's I'm, why I'm, I'm not— I'm only saying this what, because I remember— And, and, and what did we get last, I remember into this year, we McCoy? You were all negative about the Giants. What did we get? Four wins to show for it? So you were absolutely right. No, I was positive last offseason. Oh, yeah, like, and we got good. four wins, so yeah. just I'm, saying. Yeah. I'm only taking, you know, I'm only being a Daniel Jones believer here because I remember when we were all younger, there was this guy named Eli Manning who was horrible in two of his first three seasons. Everybody wanted him out of town, and his fourth year, he took them to the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. So I'm just saying. <laughs> it's But it's fair. See, here's the thing. Fair. I was not old enough to remember traits of Eli Manning when I was six, like that I could point out and say, like, he was good at this, good at that. I don't know any of that stuff. Um, Just like, I, I just, but I don't know. Even when Eli was older and kind of out of his prime, he still knew how to play football and keep, like, he knew, like, he had the the mental capacity to understand the game, understand the coverages to, like, Total, not totally screwed up. You don't think Daniel Jones does? Uh, I don't know. I listen. I, mean, I I don't like him at all. I I just don't. I don't think he's very good. I I think, I think the, I just don't know. Like for me, it's it's. I want to believe that we can do well with him. But a new GM, I it, me personally, I would want to start with my own guy. Why would you? I would, as, a, as a new GM, why would you take this job, and then just be like, you know what? It's not my pick. Daniel Jones is okay, but I think I think we'll stay with like it doesn't make any sense for this GM to I mean, to keep you him. do that because there's no QB worth drafting at their position this year. That's why No, I that. no, I get it. You keep him for this year. I'm saying you He's keep talking him for about this next year. year yeah. I'm talking next year. Well, if he plays well this year then If he plays well next year then but see that's the thing. If he plays well, what's your definition of well and what does it translate to? Seven wins and now we're not even in the playoffs where we have the fourteenth pick out of out of range to get a quarterback. Like, is that what you want? Mediocracy where we're picking in the fifteens and with I'm Daniel saying, Jones, or do you want to just I say suck play well as in and get Bryce Young for, and then compete? I'm I'm saying play well as in throwing for thirty five hundred to four thousand yards and you know, twenty five to thirty. Not turning the ball. That's not over. happening, though. That's not happening. If he if he throws less than ten interceptions next year, which is a big ask, I would be convinced that he should get a he should get a fifth year extension. But the question that's, is, McCoy, if, how many touchdowns? If he throws sixteen touchdowns and eight picks, I, he's I, like that's not good in seventeen games. That's that's not bad. That's not a bad season for him. I, I that doesn't sound like an awful season. But do you and understand? You gotta, do you, you also have to McCoy, you also got to assume that he has a couple rushing touchdowns too? McCoy, McCoy, if are you assuming that this is a full seventeen game season for him playing? Like that he's gonna. Play I'm assuming he's gonna be healthy all 17 games. Okay, here's the problem. 
He's going to play in 17 games, and if I said 16 touchdowns to 8 interceptions, and you think that's good for him, why are we wasting our time? He's averaging one less touchdown, passing touchdown a game. Right, that's well, that's okay, not going to win you football it, games. Well, okay then. You that's know, pretty much what we had this year. You want a guy yeah, who can throw touchdowns. You want to get a, a bridge guy from outside the organization. I got the perfect guy for, for you. The fifth Jameis year. Winston. For the fifth year, sure. I'll be open to that, sure. Anybody. Jameis Winston. I just don't want to pay him for a fifth year. It's dumb. Because you got to pay him extra. Or whatever it is. Like, That's I, I, fair. You just, That's fair. I, I, I'm totally on board. Play him this year. See what he does. It's fine. I, at this point, we're not. I'm not expecting a winning football team this year. Play him. It, it means nothing to me if we win two games next year. I, I just you don't see... You actually would prefer to win two games. Honestly, I would. <laughs> so that way we could draft Bryce Young... And get rid of Daniel Jones's clown. Get rid of him and just I don't and just play wanna, well. I don't want to win just two games. That that that's that's pathetic. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of done. Like yeah. I would I would five games. I'd okay, rather be mediocre two, than be... terrible. No, but no, yeah. but you guys you guys need to understand. To you guys need to understand that if we win five six games and and you're pleased that we're not like the bottom of the barrel that we're mediocre. Now we're drafting. You know, we're drafting like eight or nine, ten. If Bryce Young but is the not... real, but like I'm just saying, you guys would prefer to have one year where we play okay I, football I as opposed don't... to as opposed to drafting a guy like Bryce Young who could flip this franchise around and turn it into 12 win seasons. You would don't... rather yeah, have a, a mediocre it's, it's season. It's not a. It's not about one mediocre year. It's about like knowing that like we're going in the right direction. Like I, I, I think just... I think that's the big difference. I think you're looking at it as we go like we go like we win five games or six games and then regress to the mean. It's like, no, we win six games and then we build upon that. And it's like, you know, because like, obviously, I don't think anyone believes that next year we're going to be a playoff team. Like it it would be the best of best case scenarios if we win nine games. I mean, it's happened before, but it it would still be. But how do you guys expect to build off of that? With a franchise, like trying to get a franchise quarterback via the draft, how do you expect to build off that when you're picking 12th overall because you wanted to win six games? I don't know. I just, I'm just tired of the Giants being called the new Cleveland Browns. I'm just tired of that. Okay, I understand. It's I understand. Have, but if you keep Daniel is, Jones, keep Marcus Mariota for two bridge years, like you're going to be winning five, six games. If you draft a guy like Bryce Young, you can then build from there. The building that you guys want. You guys can sacrifice one bad year. That's why everyone's saying give us two years because we're assuming we're going to be terrible this year, draft a guy next year, and then that's where it truly starts. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I if, I, if I were a Giants are, are... fan, I wouldn't throw away all next year. I would want to see improvement too. And then, like, you could figure out – I wouldn't just tank for one guy. Like, you could figure out the situation, right? Say, like, the team improves, right? They hire a co- coach who's competent and off the offense actually looks good. Maybe Daniel Jones improves a little, but maybe he's not the guy. I mean, free agents. And I mean, will, free agents. Mean, also, like, if you're already throwing away one year, why not throw away another? Yeah, like free agents will want to come here, right? Like you can't w- think so far down the line. I don't think at this point now because so and much things can change. Say, it's not like people Bryce might want to come Andrew here. Lock. It's not like it's Andrew yeah. Lock where it's a sure thing. You know, I don't. It's true. I, it's true. He has he hasn't proven himself to. I mean, at this be, point, there's so much that can change between now and then. It's too. true. At it's this true. point, we should just be tanking. You know, for for Arch Manning. What? Why? Why not? If if we're gonna tank that much, we might as well just do it for like four or five straight years. Can you imagine the ratings the Giants would pull if Arch Manning was their quarterback? Oh, <laughs> so many people would watch. 
The thing for me, just I I hate to beat a dead horse, but just I understand. Listen, I'm a Giants fan too. I I stopped watching their. I stopped watching them this year, like halfway through the year. I was tired of watching them. I didn't watch. Yeah, I I I I transitioned to Red Zone. I put on Red Zone. I never saw them again unless it was the team they were playing. Um, that was. I mean, for the last six weeks, we scored under ten points in every single one or some crap. Yeah, it was. I'm not watching. I'm not watching that crappy football. But the. My point is, I understand Bryce Young. We don't know anything about him yet. I'm just assuming if he's that guy. I mean, he just won the Heisman this year. If he builds off that, has another good year, and he's like the perennial number one overall pick, right, or somewhere around there, me personally as a Giants fan, if he's that big, like if he's a re- the real deal, the kind of a guy like that, I just I don't see the point other than other than giving us hope that the team's in the right direction, that like I, I don't see the point in – trying to win game like I, I would just rather just get the franchise quarterback and just move on from there and then try to build the improvement with the quarterback I just I don't I don't want to waste my time with a guy like Daniel Jones or anything like that I, I don't know I it's get just, what you're saying yeah. I do think that is probably like the most likely scenario that Daniel Jones does not get an extension and goes but if he plays if he this year I think he's going to have you know and we're going to assume that they take Linderbaum and the guy from NC State this year is like the year where he actually has like, all right, this is your year. If you play well, you're gonna get a contract. If you don't play well, you're gone. Like I think that is this year. That was what that was what last year was supposed to be, but I think that's what actually this year will be. Yeah, listen in, in my in my I, opinion. I'd have to agree with you there. It would have just... been it would have been last year if he didn't get his neck injury. If he played all 17 games, I think we would have a a much more rigid definition of where he is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he 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 literally put his neck on the line for us to beat the Eagles. He was playing. I he guess. was playing better this year too. He he was one hundred percent a better quarterback this year I when guess. he was on the field. I, mean, I guess. I mean, do you? I, I mean, thirteen points against the Eagles. I I don't really see that as an improvement. I like, I understand. I kind of agree with both we, you guys. We beat him at home two years in a row. When's the last time that happened? Well, listen, I'm looking yeah. at his stats right now. Ten touchdowns, seven picks. I mean, there's nothing about the way he plays where it's like, oh, he's the guy. But, yeah, I mean, I see what both you guys are saying. Listen, I understand you guys are tired of crap football, like a team that just doesn't show up. And I'm not saying start Mike Glennon and score three points every game for next year. Like, I want the team to show improvement as well. Like, I'd love to see Linderbaum and whoever the other lineman might be that we take, you know, do very well, give Daniel Jones time. I just think it's an inevitable ticking time bomb where Daniel Jones is not going to be the future guy. I think that's why, if I'm being honest, I think that's why Joe Shane and a guy like Adam Peters, you know, were interested in this job because early on, I think every every Giants fan was worried that John Mara was going to force a guy like Joe Judge or even Daniel Jones on a GM to keep and be like, listen, we're very interested in, in interviewing you for this position, but just know going into it, if you were to accept the position, you have to keep Joe Judge as your coach and Daniel Jones as the quarterback. I think this year... Well, that was that, that was, was the original plan. Yeah, that was that the original, was, the, the the original Adam Schefter report, right? right. Joe so, Judge and Daniel and we Jones have return. Na- and we have now seen they they fired Joe Judge. John Mara right. in a press conference said, we're going to leave this up to the new GM, whoever it is, whoever they want to bring in as the head coach. Right. And when they were asked about, you know, Saquon and Daniel Jones, what their future would be like with the team. He said, we're going to leave that up to the GM and the head coach. They'll make a collaborative decision and they'll bring it to me and we'll discuss. So it seems like the trend is they're leaving a lot of these important decisions up to the GM and head coach. I would not be surprised if the GM's like, yeah, listen, 
I, I, I love this opportunity. We have two top 10 picks. I want to build this team, and I want to draft my own guy in the future. So that's why I'm saying, like, Okay, so then, you know, I think so that's in what's the gonna future happen. means both Saquon and Daniel Jones get to play this next season, and, you know, they get those two O-linemen. So what happens? One of them's going to play well. Somebody's—I think I think they might try and trade Saquon before he hits the market, try and get something for him, and I think that's he the best option. He doesn't have trade value right now. Well, I'll tell you what, it's better than nothing. If he has a good season, he will. It's yeah, Listen, like, I think teams you, would you trade something for him. until he actually gets to play a full season again. He doesn't have trade value right now. Yeah, he's kind of an injury-prone running back, which in this league is worth nothing. Yeah. Right, but I'm just I think that would be the play in terms of what they do with these two guys. I th- I could see them trading Saquon, letting Daniel maybe go. I, I, mean, I don't tra- know. Trading Daniel Jones right now makes more sense. <laughs> Possibly, I mean, but it depends who would be interested in that. And, and if and if they did that, then fair, you know? I mean, I could I could honestly see a team like if they if they really weren't sure about the guys in the draft this year, maybe like a Denver like, all right, we're going to throw a third-round pick and, you know, we'll get Daniel Jones maybe. I I could – it's hard to see that happening, but it's not, like, impossible. Like, I could see that happening. I, I could see, maybe not you this know, year, like but a third-round pick if, if, and Teddy Bridgewater for Daniel Jones. I could see that. I could see that. If next year is another weak quarterback class, which, I mean, I don't know what it's going to be past Bryce Young, so um, we'll see, but – you know, it's very possible. I could see Jones being a stopgap guy for another team. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure what the class would look like either. I'm, I'm just thinking of names. Maybe um, uh, Caleb Williams might be too young because he's pretty good. But I, I Oh, is Spencer Rattler eligible next year? Yeah. I don't know, but I don't oh, want Spencer him. Oh, Spencer Rattler? Ha, ha, ha. I don't want him. Wait, was it? No, he was supposed to go to the draft this year, and they got benched. Dude, he completely Dude, he was supposed to be the first overall pick. Yeah, he completely fell. And yeah. now he transferred to another school because he's got to prove himself again. Like he, it, I don't know if I don't know how good that kid can possibly be, but we'll see. But did uh, did did Caleb Williams transfer yet? Isn't he? Yeah, also in the he did. When, he's in the when transfer Stetson portal. When Stetson Bennett eligible? I don't know, but that guy has Jake Fromm written all over it. <laughs> yeah, he's going system quarterback. He's that's going what back. That's hey, about. don't insult, don't insult Jake, the great Jake Fromm, like that. Oh no, <laughs> Fromm. Yeah, he's got system quarterback written all over him. I don't want him. I mean, I don't know, man. Quarterbacks from the and I know no. Chris Aconis is the worst because he always tells me not to scout the helmet. But, like, I mean, if you have a track record for your quarterbacks not transitioning to the NFL, I think it's something to look at, honestly. Yeah, like, I like, mean, don't draft a quarterback from Ohio State. Who was, uh, who was the last good quarterback that came out of Alabama? Um, uh, I would say the best one, it, probably either Tua Joe or Mac. Joe Namath? Maybe Joe Namath, oh. yeah. Did he? No, Joe, did Joe Namath yeah. go there? Yeah, he did. Okay, so he then did. probably Joe Namath. Joe Namath is an Alabama. It's Joe Namath. Th- th- there wasn't someone else after you guys don't like that Jalen Hurts. good. AJ McCarron was kind of like a backup his whole career. I think he still is. That's the only guy I can really remember. I mean, Mac Greg Jones McElroy was the guy in the Jets. Yeah, he's not very Greg good. He's, he's an analyst now. Was he a golfer? Yeah. <laughs> no, Dude, that's Tua, Rory. Tua, oh, Tua Tua that's Rory. Yeah. <laughs> Tua still got a shot. Tua and Max still have a chance, but I mean, what are we looking at? Average quarterback? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts I don't know. is average I just, too. I really love Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a great average. I don't know why. Like, Above average runner, below average passer. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Like, equals I, average. Just, I just really like him. I don't know why. Like, yeah, I mean, listen. Like I'm yeah, on the gym. For- they got a good system there. They got a good lineman. He's he's able to do something with that, but they, the, I, he's not the answer. They keep saying he's QB1 going forward. I I don't see that. I, I think they need, in this, in this day and age in the league, I think they need a quarterback who can, like, 
be a competent passer. He's not a he's yeah. below average thrower of the football. I mean, I, right, I certainly well, would not mind if the Eagles chose to keep him as their number one. Yes, I would not mind either. I would not mind. I would all right, that, so we've actually. got two minutes left. I guess we can all give our one final thought. My final <laughs> thought is uh, Sean Natcardi, Jack Basaya, Chris Taconis, uh your times of insulting the Giants as a cellar dweller um, may be coming to an end fast. So <laughs> I mean, enjoy could, them while they uh, last. What could Chris even say? He's a Jets fan. That's a good point. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, he his whole thing was that the Jets were in a better place than the Giants, and I already think with he this hire that wrong. that is already not true anymore. I mean, they probably I, are, I don't. But... He wasn't wrong when he I don't, said that. He wasn't wrong, but I think as of today, he is. Honestly, I really do. Better position, but we had more wins than that. I just find that funny. Or was it the same amount of wins? I don't even know. Couldn't even it tell you. It was about the same, I think. <laughs> yeah, they it wasn't had, oh, it was four and thirteen. The both of us. Okay, so we both did. Horrible. Regardless, the Jets stink. Um, you're right. They will never be able to talk trash again. Well, hopefully, we'll see. But I, I think, I think Joe Shane is the right hire. I hope they go Brian Dabble or Brian Flores for the Giants head coach. That's my final thought. I, I hope they go in that direction and draft the line in the first round. My final thought: You guys really love the Giants. <laughs> we, we love them too much. That's why we. Can't you guys stop really love the Giants. <laughs> they it's cause a, us so day. much emotional pain, it's a big day. dude. I can like, tell. We love them, bro. I could. I could it's tell. A big day. And they're uh, like, they're like, they're like a child that's like in prison. Like you love them, but like, boy, do they disappoint you? Boy, prison, do they that's disappoint an extreme you. example. That's like, a good one, though. Yeah, that's a good one. example. Though. And I was just gonna say, I hope. Uh, Hope RU wins on the road. Can prove me wrong. Yes, I feel hopefully like... <laughs> they're an actual good team. That feels like I, a year. I like them against about. Minnesota. Minnesota's Dude, best player. I do too, Texas, but so. um, they're not that good. Rutgers right. isn't. We'll see. Minnesota, Minnesota's best player literally plays for the University of Texas now. So my my final oh, facts. Thought, Marcus Carr, he's a stud. My final thought is that, that either the Bengals or the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, that'll do it for tonight's crew on this Friday afternoon. Hope you guys enjoyed.